Do you remember when Ben said your body is a wonder wall? Oh! Welcome to dog days. Professional. Wow. Wow. Just wow. Can you take a minute and just stop? Close your eyes. And uh, make sure to yield to oncoming traffic. Good I think if people listen to our podcast driving um we're probably responsible for at least one crash because or very philosophical shit has probably made someone like have a identity crisis yeah that existential segment a couple episodes ago might have caused a few at least you know i actually think that's what happened with the tesla crash (laughs) oh no there was a tesla crash yeah, there is a Tesla crash uh, the other day where the like both of the people in the car died because it hit a tree and like burst into flames, but nobody oh, was shit. in the driver's seat. Like, it was literally oh. just the, there was a guy in the passenger seat, and the owner of the car was in the back seat. Why do do you know why they were in the driver's seat? Like I know like um, they have the self driving capabilities, but I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be behind the wheel of that. So there's a couple weird things at play here. One is, you, yeah, you need, there's like a sensor in the car that makes sure that like your hands are on the wheel. Like if, you're, if your hands come off the wheel, then the car will like start to slow down and stop. But people can like jerry-rig solutions around that. So maybe that's what they did. But secondly, Elon Musk tweeted that the car was not an autopilot. When this, mm-hmm. when this happened. He said that um, that the car didn't even they didn't even purchase autopilot with that vehicle. Wait, so, wait. so not only was no one in autopilot, but there was also no one in the driver's seat. Yes. Who was driving? That's a good question. Was it like that scene in Anchorman Two where they're like all in the back and then they're like, "Hey, who's driving the trailer?" And then they're like <laughs> three flips off the freeway. Like, <laughs> genuinely, I think it, I think it might have very well been like that. That even, that, that's even harder because then that means someone had to get in the freeway and then climb out of the driver's seat. That's harder than just driving. Yeah, I'm not sure if I buy that. that doesn't make Wait, Brandon, do you know? Do you know the full story? That all I know is what I've shared. Okay, so they were in the freeway. Uh, the car did not have autopilot at all, and no one was in the driver's seat. Yeah, and I don't think it was a freeway. That I think just it sounds was like. like a, I feel like it was like a road in the woods because it seemed like there were a lot of trees around and it was not like there was a median or a uh, like guardrail. Do you think that could have been like a planned suicide from two rich oh. people that owned a Tesla? Because I, I mean, know. they're investigating it right now. So two federal agencies investigating a fatal crash in Texas. Oh. And- Apologies. I didn't realize it was going to blast how, the video. That was that was pretty cool. How can I how can I hear your sound? Yeah, I, I, I could hear that. Um, technology. That was weird. Two federal yeah. agencies investigating a fatal crash of a Tesla, which appeared yeah. to have nobody in the driver's seat. You'd you'd expect Teslas to have like a some kind of security measure to not allow that to happen like if no one's in the driver's seat then the car just doesn't you would think that, like it would just literally at least beep at you like hey yeah how is this car moving right now 
yeah. cars already like if your passenger yeah. person doesn't buckle that beeps at you um i have a question so you guys you i don't i don't i have no idea about like money like average salaries in san francisco at all i don't know anything and you guys don't need to be specific at all with me uh, could you guys buy a tesla or like how long would you have to save to buy a tesla like the simplest uh, i well the beauty of it is living we're lucky enough to live in a, in a city where everything's pretty close so like really don't really don't need a tesla but um mm -hmm. I know from my financial standpoint, like I'm not in a place where I really should. Okay. It's just, it's one of those, it's, that's a nice car. And that's maybe if I was like yeah. in my upper twenties, like thirties, I might start, if I was in a good spot, I might think about it, but it's not like we're making, I don't think I'm, we're making enough to where I'd be like, yeah, let's get a Tesla, you know? Not yeah. Because Tesla's used Tesla to be. And then renting it for cash like mm. there's a website called turo and on turo basically it's like a car rental uh site and mm. anyone can just like list their car almost like airbnb but for cars and there's some tesla's that will go for like 300 mm, yeah like 300 a day to rent it like for a model x or something so i was even thinking that with the cyber truck like if you bought a cyber truck it'd be expensive but you would probably put it on a site like that and people would pay like good money just to rent it for a day just so that they could like drive around in a cyber truck because when that comes out it's gonna be so weird and like different that people like it's gonna be kind of cool i think because i think there's been a shift right because when tesla's came out um i was i think living in san diego or maybe not when they first came out but when they i don't know like became very popular yeah um i think i was living in san diego and um they were like um status symbol right they were like very rich person like car mm -hmm. um and now i think it's shifted down a bit because with i don't know i don't know it's just an impression i get but i don't know if it's real i mean that's it's how one tesla's of those, ran their business the, too the amount of the, their manufacturing capabilities are have expanded the, the, more now than they were when they came out so there's now more of them so then yeah. more cars, the price is going to go down, even though the quality is still pretty good. So like Brennan said, it's kind of part of the rollout plan. Like this was kind of the plan all along to start out yeah. with really expensive ones and have more affordable ones over time. So they could start like making more, actually starting to make more money out of that. They started with the Model S, which was like their sports car. And then that yeah. was kind of like a novelty item. It was like an electric sports car. It was really cool. And actually Elon didn't, he's not the founder of Tesla. He he like kind of bullied his way into Tesla. Um, it was actually a company by two other dudes who were basically making like, like electric sports cars. And Elon was interested in that. And, um, and so, yeah, pretty much like at first they only sold this electric sports car, which was a model S and they made pretty good margins on that uh, because of the markup, because it was like a luxury good. And they were able to kind of like make their cars less and less luxury and less and less expensive over time because they were profiting off the more luxury type vehicles. Until eventually when they put out the Model 3, that was their like everyday person car. And that's the one that you see everywhere. I mean, for the most part, like when you see a Tesla, that's usually what people are driving. Then they also had like before that, they had like the Model X, 
the X is the one with like the butterfly wing doors. It's like the big SUV model. And they have the S. They also have the Y, which is kind of like in between the S and the three. Um, but what's really interesting is I'm pretty sure that the model three was actually supposed to be the model E, but they couldn't buy the trademark name model E because another car company already had a car that was a model E. I forget what it was. Um, cause the whole point, like this is kind of crazy. I don't know if it's true or not, but Elon wanted it to be S E X and Y. <laughs> like this man was thinking everything through. And then since he couldn't get E, he made a model three. Yeah. He's a fucking toddler. He is though. It's actually kind of funny that like one of the most influential people in the whole world is a Twitter troll. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I wonder who is going to be the first person to write a biography about him. Oh, that's interesting. There's some, uh, it's like a Bloomberg documentary about him. Yeah, They'll have an interesting biography. There might be one out right now. Talking about, okay. talking about, um, sorry, Shane, we're saying something. No, I'm cut out. that's it. Okay. Um, talking about uh, documentaries, um, I watched The Push. Oh, what'd you think? Bro, it's one of the most, it's definitely one of the craziest things I've seen on Netflix for sure. And it's very memorable. Um, so for everyone that doesn't know, The Push is a documentary. It's a full length like movie um, where this guy who's like a, I forgot what he is because I watched the push right after I watched in and of itself, which Ben recommended. The first guy was a magician. The second guy from the push, I don't know exactly what he is, but anyway, he um, did a social experiment where he took people that were just, I don't know how he got them, but they were like bystanders. He got them off the street and he told them, um, Oh fuck. I remember. He told him it was for a business like opportunity um, that they had to come in. I'm not going to go through the whole plot. Um, it's too complicated, but he basically tries to um, define how easy it is for a person to kill another person. Shit. I think I'm glitching. No, no I heard that. Okay. He basically tries to figure out how easy it is for a, a random person out of the street to kill another person um and the plan is very like complicated and shit but it is very scientific like the step by step that he goes through is very like interesting to see how each thing he does kind of he nudges the person uh little by little to make them a murder and that's very interesting um subconsciously and yeah, Brandon, you've seen it, right? No, but I want to see it. I want to see it because I'm. I think social experiments like that are so fascinating. Um, yeah. Especially something of like that magnitude. Like this person, theoretically, I mean, like, how crazy would it be if that person got arrested at the end of the episode, at the end of the movie? Yeah. I'm not sure if that'd be yeah. immoral. I think it'd be immoral, or even if they just pretended to arrest them. Yeah, that'd be 
That person Bruh, is scared. The whole thing. That person already might be fucked up in the head just from that. Okay. Do they have to like sign yeah. a waiver or something? Uh, it doesn't show. I mean, they definitely signed a a waiver at the end for sure. Yeah. Or maybe maybe in the beginning, like, because there had to be an excuse for the camera to be around. But. Yeah, that's that's what's interesting. Like, there had to be something, but like, I mean, they clearly didn't tell the person though. Like, hey, we're gonna try yeah. and get you to murder someone, and like, no, if no, someone no. tried to coerce me into that. I'd be very upset with them. Yeah, no, and like by like you have to see the movie. By the end, the people he gets to do that experiment with, they're very upset. Like they're very um, distraught. They're they're kind of like, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but I would fucking shit my pants. Like I'd not sleep for like a week after someone did that to me um i think but i i guess it's just dumb people I, I think it's very easily manipulated people uh that kind of stuff doesn't stick to them as much i don't know i think it's fascinating when not like in a good way but fascinating when people get put into situations where they feel like they're very deep into it but like they started shallow and then there's like a drop off and then they kind of like fall into it, but they can't get out because they're already too, they're already deeper than they ever anticipated going. And that's almost like, even though it's fictional, it's kind of like what we watched the other day, Shane creep where it's like, okay, this guy starts out filming for this guy. Uh, he makes a personal connection to him, even though he thinks he's like creepy. He's like, okay, well like this guy really opened up to me. So I trust him and he trusts me. And, like, even if he is a little creepy, it's fine. Like, I'll continue doing this job. He, like, even paid me and stuff. And then just, like, as it, like, crescendos, he gets more and more and more, like, weird and creepy. But this guy is going along with it because he's already kind of taken the first step. And I feel like once you take that first step, you just kind of, like, get entranced. And, like, even if you think it's a bad situation, a lot of times people won't get out of it because, like, their fight or flight won't kick in. Yeah. I wish more people did that. I wish that was a more popular genre of Yeah. Movies. I feel like it happens in horror movies. Bro, it's like Midsummer. There's our plug right there. <laughs> like she official... she starts doing unthinkable things because yeah. this like community builds like a trust in her and like starts slowly just easing her into the idea of something that's out of the ordinary until eventually she's like so deep in it that there's not really any chance of leaving where if like at the start you'd be yeah. like hey this is what the end point is going to look like anyone would be like no but when you're at like step nine out of ten you'd almost rather just go to ten than to like go back to zero yeah that's very interesting and then sometimes people get really deep into something and then everyone in the world fucking revolts and they realize that it was a massive mistake. So they like walk back all of their plans. Interesting. It almost sounds familiar. Sounds oddly familiar. What could that be? You know, sometimes it involves like 
leaders of foreign nations, the heart and soul Wait. of countries yeah. around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like what <laughs> something super, something brings everyone together. I don't know. Like if everyone's super, no one, will no be. one will be. Yeah, we're. we're yeah. Do you know where we're going with this? Do you want to pull that string? Oh yeah. Is it the? Okay, go ahead. The Super League. Yeah. Wow. What a weird forty-eight hours that... it's been being a soccer or football fan, depending on where you're from. It's Brennan, been... do you know about it? Yeah. I've yeah. kept him up to date, man. It's been crazy. Okay. Rose, it's a very, it, it um, it kind of. Um, arose a lot of interesting conversations about sports um, that like in that way I think it was it was a positive experience because a lot of people are thinking about things that they never would have thought if it wasn't for this yeah um, ultimately like the fact that teams are organizing amongst themselves and not needing um, UEFA or uh, FIFA is a good thing. Like, I wish that was the way that people did things because um, in the current state of things, like UEFA and um, FIFA are just massive laundering, money laundering schemes. And there's all these corruption uh, plots and shit. But on the other hand, it's a shitty thing that um they're basically what they were saying what tottenham was saying was i'm too good to play against Aston villa bro um so like i just want to play against the same 11 teams forever and that's just like not how sports work like it's you're taking away a lot of things from the people who would be watching the games and aren't anymore you'd be taking away from like you're basically saying competition isn't as isn't that important for me and if you're a sports fan competition is the most important thing for you um, I'm gonna, so I'm just step back real quick because we actually have a, we haven't actually uh, what happened yet so before yeah. we get to in the, yeah, the yeah very true. so what the super league was was i like that you said was of the wealthiest football in europe six in england three in italy three in spain Decided was that was PSG in it. No, PSG declined. Um, those twelve teams decided that they were going to form their own competition called the European Super League. Now, how that this how this would work? This would be an additional competition that I think goes year round. And basically, the goal of this competition was purely financial. This was a deal that would have gone the teams involved hundreds of millions of additional dollars or pounds, whatever, per year um, and revenue that they could then spend on whichever players or stadiums or whatever they want. And that's an issue for several reasons. While one, while it's cool to have all these big teams play against each other, the, um, it's, it, the competition's not special if you're seeing Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Like that's a cl- whenever those two teams play that the El Clasico, that's a big event. Like you get your popcorn and like you, that's gonna be a good time. 
not special if it's every other week. It's not special when it's that often. But to get even more into it, when you're getting when you're given hundreds of millions of dollars in extra revenue per year, that gives you a huge advantage over all the other teams in your league. And these are already the richest teams in their respective leagues. That's why they had the power to try and make this move. So now they're given hundreds of millions of dollars of more money to then get more players. Like these leagues are stacked already as it is. The last thing these teams need is more money. And Who's giving the money? Sponsors. Sponsors. It would have been a huge sponsorship deal. Gotcha. Okay. Broadcasting sponsors, JP Morgan. Um, also was a big, huge sponsor that the bank, yeah. uh, so there was like some big money behind the, um, behind the deal just because they saw it as purely a, a, a money-making scheme it is really all it is. But I did what you were hinting at. And I think what really pissed people off was European football, European soccer in general is very, a bit, it places a huge emphasis on earning your title like don't get me wrong like uefa fifa it's not perfect they are very corrupt and they they have significant issues but the way those leagues run is any team who's good enough to win has the potential to win a team in england's fourth league can move all the way to the top league and potentially win if they are legitimately good enough and that you don't you have to earn your place. Bro, and, Leicester won the Premier League four years ago, that's bro. A it's, example. That was why yeah, that but they're was, not super, bro. That was why it was so crazy. Yeah. Like I feel like for even for myself, I really didn't start watching soccer, like re- watching Premier League regularly until 2017. So I missed that run. But Leicester was a team in the like B League, the league, the Championship. They're the league below Premier League. They were there for a while and they barely moved up, I think 2014, 2015, and they almost got demoted. And European soccer, you get, if you're placed too low in standings, you're kicked out of the league. You're moved down. You have to fight just yeah. to stay up, let alone win. So they, when they moved up, they barely made it past the first year. They were really close to being knocked back down. Then the next year, they won the whole thing. It was one of the most, it was one of the biggest sports upsets of all time. Like, they went up against these massive... Because it's not, like, there are upsets in, like, the World Cup, but the World Cup is, like, a 10-game run or, like, a 7-game run. A 38-game run, and you beat Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool? Like, that's unheard of. I've never seen anything like that. It'd be like if UCSD's men's basketball team won the beat the NBA championships. Like, it'd be like, it was so unheard of for them to even put up a fight, let alone win, that, like, it shocked yeah. the soccer world. It was like a Cinderella story. It really proved that if you are good enough. Probably one of the biggest ones of all time. Was yeah, easily. At least, at the very least, the last few decades. Like, it really proved that everyone can win, which is why people were so upset that you had this new league showing up where it was just for the wealthiest teams. There was no rank way to get in besides hey we're just going to form our club of our rich friends and make our own league sucks to suck like and a lot of these teams weren't aren't even doing well right now like Tottenham is like barely in like seventh right now I think in their league Arsenal's not much better these were teams that none of them are doing that most of them aren't doing that great and yet they just think they think that they think they have a right 
to make millions of more dollars just because they're already wealthy. It is just so inherently like wrong of them to do, which is, and it really touched a nerve all across like soccer, really the soccer community as a whole. Like people saw this as a threat to the future of the sport and people kind of freaked out to the point where like politicians were starting to get involved. Like they were threatening like action against these teams, which was kind of absurd until you realize like how big football is in Europe and across the world. People do not like their sports being messed with. Preach it. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better. Shane. Um, I have two things to add. All week. <laughs> um, fuck, I'm glitching again. Hold on. I'm back, 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 I'm back. Welcome back. All right. All right. Two things, two things to add. First one is um, uh, the, I guess, less obvious and more evil part of all this is to think that out of the 12 teams, nine um, just have endless, an endless flow of mysterious money coming to them the six english teams and the three italian teams i don't know about the spanish but probably not but i'm not too sure but the other nine for sure just have a weird con constant stream of money coming from the middle east and china um so basically to speak on that um there a few of them are very wealthy um american billionaires um like okay. like manchester city is an example of like you know like i think they're i think they're like saudi owners i believe like really really well yeah. from there but um, like, UAE, I think Jad Khan owns a team as well he, he might yeah but um like manchester united owned by the glazers um who own also i think they own a nfl team as well and i know that the owner of the boston red sox is the also the owner of liverpool so okay that's cool but continue that's a better that's better than Manchester City who's owned by like UAE yeah. like Petro billionaires I mean they probably all, they all agreed so they're not I don't know if they're much better Yeah um but yeah it's just convenient for them to prize like money over sportsmanship uh, and the second thing is um major kudos to Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich, and PSG, who could just as easily as the other 12 have gotten into this stupid idea, but didn't. They said no. It was a big deal. Yeah. A lot of the German teams all said no, right? No, no German teams yeah. agreed to it. Yeah. It's so crazy to me how this kind of like, it seemed like it came out of nowhere, but it also seemed like it took a lot of planning and organization. There there it's like, were, how do they keep this in stealth mode for so long? There were whispers about this for a, a bit now, but it was one of those things where, like, oh, potentially, maybe, possibly, like, you know. And then it happened, and everyone's like, oh, my God, like, this is real. Like, that was – which was, you know, freaked everyone out. But now but it's for sure not happening? There, at the very least, it's not going to be anytime soon. They might try and do something like this later on, but – they did not anticipate the amount of pushback, unanimous pushback that they got from everyone, from the leagues, 
from the governments, from the fans, the from UEFA and FIFA. I mean, if you can manage to make UEFA and FIFA look like the good guys, you've really yeah. messed up. Like, that is legitimately impressive. Because, Brandon, um, UEFA and FIFA were like, we are banning you. If you're in the, among the 12, we're banning you for more competition. So then um, basically like someone like Kevin De Bruyne, who's like a Belgian player for Manchester City, who's like one of the best soccer players in the world for the last like five years, three would not be able to play in the World Cup. Like imagine the best players not being able to play in the World Cup. Yeah, that'd be whack. Neymar, by itself, Neymar could play. Neymar would be fine. Yeah. But- it's, uh, I mean, that's how big of a threat those leagues saw this new yeah. league. It was like to get to elaborate a little bit more in case our listener doesn't know the difference between FIFA and UEFA. FIFA does the World Cups, they do all the international fixtures. UEFA does the um, Europa League, the Champions League, and they organize a lot of the European leagues for just clubs. So, what I don't understand is I can, I can see why UEFA would be really against the Super League. Why would FIFA care? It's, it's still a financial threat. I mean, having this separate competition is, um, is still a huge, is, is a huge issue. Um, were you going to say something? <laughs> yeah, but I was waiting for you. No, no, sorry, sorry. There was like a beeping noise. I wasn't sure if that was coming from you. So I think it's partially because they see, it, they see it as a threat. I mean, I'm sure the UEFA mm-hmm. and FIFA groups are essentially one in the same group. Um, I'm not sure who there's much of a difference there, but um, it's a lot of the same people. So they, it was seen as a threat due to that. There's probably some lobbying from UEFA to FIFA to like, like push back on the Super League like together because they'd be stronger that way. And also FIFA for the longest time has been trying to um, organize this uh, Club World Cup competition that would happen every four years with like, 20 some 20 some clubs so that kind of defeats the purpose of of like the super like if the super league happened then who the fuck would care about the club world cup like gotcha okay that makes a lot of sense then because i was gonna say i can't imagine that before super league uefa and fifa were like really close buddies yeah, not super they, close. I mean, they, they like play, work they together and around each other. So there's definitely like some pretty consistent communication there. Gotcha. And like, I mean, the Champions League would have taken the bigger hit because who's gonna um, watch the Champions League every year if there's this other weird, whack, like lame Champions League with teams who just happen to be rich? It just it's just kind of a weird situation but long story short a lot of the teams have backed out at this point which i'm relieved and it's already leading some people to get fired like manchester united is going to get rid of um ed woodward who was like he wasn't the owner but he was the guy right underneath the owner so um Mm -hmm. like getting rid of him's already like something people are pretty excited about so i'm I'm bro shane sorry i always interrupt you i'm sorry you're good. No, you got excited. It's chill. But um, all I was going to say was that um, there's going to be more pressure for teams to start moving away from these like billionaire owners, I think, and start moving towards either a fan, a more fan centric ownership system like they have in other, I think, German leagues they have. Germany. Uh, yeah, the Bundesliga, where like fans take up like over. Bundesliga! 
Oh, they oh, their fans take up like fifty percent, fifty one percent ownership. Yeah, every yes. every team in the Bundesliga has to be owned fifty plus one percent or more uh, by fans, I think. And um, you have there's all this like like financial responsibility stuff that happens over there. You can't really just like um, be responsible for a huge brand like Walmart or like whatever Tesla. And then just like name a team like after you, it has to like, I think you have to represent the team for like 10 years before you can put your name in the club's name. It's the top of like, like sports management is Germany. It's yeah. Like, that's, that's part of, that might be part of the reason why the German club said no to, they might've been like, yeah, no mm. one's going to say yes to this. So that, that could be a part of it. That sounds similar to, I know like how, like it's kind of sounds similar to like how India does their like club team management where it's like 60 plus 9% has to be owned by the people. Similar. Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Are you a fucking toddler <laughs> like fucking Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. and my trust is betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that. Um, oh yeah. Thank you for listening to Dog Days. I've been really listening to Dog Days. Go have yeah. yourself a happy drink. I have been Jadu, and um, for my Hong Kong news of the day. Also, uh, something I have to point out. Um, I'm I'm not going to say I'm pissed off. I'm slightly annoyed at our Hong Kong listener base because it's dropped from 2% of our listener base to 1%. Okay. So you're on thin yeah. ice. Yeah, we might, have to, uh, we might have to start picking a new Let's nation. Not call out the one person listening. We appreciate you listening, is what I think <laughs> you mean to say. And no, Hong Kong, you're in thin ice. If this shit keeps going that way, we're going to do some uh, turkey uh, news hour because that's also 1% right now. That doesn't um, so that's fun. But um, I'm only going to. I'm only going to read half of uh, the headline because it's uh, or Hong Kong listener base is halved. So I'm only going to read half of the thing. Hong Kong facing critical moment in seizing greater Bay Area opportunities. That's it. Oh, wow. That's oh okay. Great. Shout out the Bay Area. That sounded like the, uh, the full, the full uh, headline, truthfully. The Bay of Pigs? Different Bay. <laughs> Yeah, and my name is Shane. Um, yeah, don't form your own league. Don't listen to your fans. Be be good owners. Um, and with that said, this yeah. is another little shorter dog days episode. Have a lovely rest of your day, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you next time. And good night. You can't stay here. You can't. You can't stay here. Your body is a rope band. Remember what you said? I know who Snow I patrol. want to take Snow me band. home. Snow Patrol? You said this, bro. Snow Patrol? Oh, shit. Can we just lay no, here? No, not even there. Just like there. Yeah.
Body is a wonder wall. You said your body's a wonder wall? Did I say that? Yes. When? Your body. You What's said... that song by Jimmy Eat World? Your you body's know, a wonder wall. No. And it takes some time. Take a little time. We'll be alright. Everything will be Okay. Hey.